Let's turn to the book of Proverbs tonight. We'll be in Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. We're going to look at a few verses uh, in this chapter this evening and look at some very practical applications tonight. And uh, there's, if you look at the Bible, there's some things that God wants us to know. It's good to read the Bible and study the Bible so that we know some things. Uh, there's things that teach us in the Word of God that if we avoid certain things or we don't do certain things there's some negative things that are going to happen and then there's the bible reminds us also that uh there's some benefits to uh doing things the way god wants them to, to be done there's some benefits to uh just trusting him and uh, i want to be on the the, the side of the blessings <coughs> that's the side of god that i want to know and uh, be on his side and certainly uh we look at some things tonight that are going to be a help to us uh, Proverbs 16, let's begin reading verse number 18, we'll read down through verse number 24, beginning with verse number 16, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil, he that keepeth his way preserveth his soul, pride goeth before destruction and the haughty spirit before fall, better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. That's a true statement. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Then verse 24, pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul, and healeth to the bones. I'm going to draw your attention to verse 21 and verse number 23. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. Then in verse 23, the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. Now certainly we are in a series. We are calling the diligent heart series. We're dealing with the heart. Uh, you, there's no way in seven weeks that we can deal with everything that the Bible talks about when it comes to the heart. But tonight I want to look at a wise heart. Now we know that uh, it takes diligence. We should be paying attention to our heart because out of it comes the issues of life. This past Sunday, we focused on having a merry heart, how important that is. But <coughs> there are some things the Bible teaches us that it would be wise to do, wise to have. And certainly a wise heart <coughs> is something that we should be focused on. And tonight, I want to give a very practical Bible study I've entitled Benefits of a Wise Heart benefits of a wise heart. I'm going to have a word of prayer in just a moment, and then for the first few moments of the Bible study, I'm going to just quickly reflect on how we can have a wise heart, the importance of having a wise heart, and then we'll look at the Bible study. I have six things I'm going to mention that are right here in these verses that I read that show us the benefit of having a wise heart. Sometimes we don't put into action our life certain things because we don't see the benefit. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we always just trusted God enough to say, just because he said it, that's what we're going to do it. We should be that way. <clears throat> but I'm thankful that God in his word shows us the benefits of doing certain things. Um, we're not going to do things that are not fun to us, but we may see the benefits of them and say, okay, there's, because I can see the benefits of, of eating this kind of food or, 
or the benefits of exercising, you know, we should probably take our doctor's word for it. Now, what do they know, right? Uh, you know, who made them God, right? But you see the benefits of it. It's like, I don't like doing that, but I see the benefits of it. How much more important is it spiritually to be able to see some of the benefits? That's why young people, teenagers and young adults, young couples all the way up, you ought to listen to those who've been a little bit further down the road than you because they can see some benefits of doing things a certain way. Or they can see some benefits of avoiding certain things because they see the benefit. Take, you can take your mom and dad's word for it, but the day's going to come if you do what's right, you'll see the benefits of it. The same is true when it comes to a wise heart. And so tonight, <coughs> we're going to look at the benefits of having a wise heart. Father, help us tonight as we look once again into your word. I pray that uh, the Spirit of God would help us tonight as we focus on these things. And may we have a desire to have a wise heart. And may we see the benefits of having one tonight. And uh, we, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And we draw our focus, first of all, to verse 21 and verse 23. Wise in heart and the heart of the wise. <clears throat> the book of Proverbs talks much about uh, wisdom, the wise man. The book of Proverbs also speaks of folly and fools. Uh, if I'm going to fall in one end of that spectrum, I want to fall on the side of wisdom. I don't want to be considered a fool or having a heart of folly, a heart of foolishness. Much of what we see in this world now is just folly. It's just foolishness. It's just nonsense. Uh, that's not where I want my heart to be. And certainly, if God is making uh, the, the, the judgment, I certainly don't want God to make the judgment of having a heart of a fool. I want to be, have wisdom. And the book of Proverbs speaks much of us having wisdom, uh, us having the wisdom to do what we need to do. Uh, you live any length of time, and certainly all of us have lived long enough to know that we need some wisdom to make decisions for our family. We need some wisdom to make some de decisions uh, as we face things in this world. And uh, where do we get that wisdom? Uh, well, I'm glad to know that there's wisdom available, but it's not available on Google like some think it is. Uh, there's higher levels of wisdom than Wikipedia. There's certain higher levels of wisdom than what you see on social media. So where do we get that wisdom? We get it from the Word of God. I'm glad that wisdom is available. Uh, so we can find it in the Word of God. Do you know what also, I'm also thankful for? Uh, that it, it, anybody can have it. Anybody can have this wisdom. We sometimes look and we consider the heart of the wise or the heart of the fool, a heart full of folly. <clears throat> and let me remind you that everybody does not have the same heart. Uh, what do we, then how, Pastor, if we don't have the same heart, uh, what do we do? We can have a heart that can grow. We have a heart that can be after the things of God. And God can do a work in our heart. We can have the right kind of heart. We can have a wise heart. Uh, we can have, what is that, that wise heart, that heart that is seeking wisdom, that heart is sensitive to wisdom. I'm thankful that God could do a work, and if we follow the word of God, we can go from a heart of folly to a heart of wisdom. We can have that wise heart. Uh, it ought to be that our goal is to pursue the wise heart. Uh, <coughs> there are uh, much that we can look in Proverbs that would teach us about wisdom. Anytime you read through the book of Proverbs and you, you see the word wise or wisdom, you ought to take a special note to what is God saying, uh, what is the Bible saying is wise, or how can we add that wisdom. 
Uh, many will go to school for years and even beyond that and continue their education all, all, just trying to, to learn more and more, uh, whether it be job-related or just, just having knowledge. How more important is it for the Christian to be in the Word of God so that we make the wise choices? <clears throat> now, I would say tonight, this is a, a midweek Bible study, good crowd tonight. You made the effort to stop in the middle of your week. Be here this evening uh, because you, know, you want to hear what the Word of God has to say. I know we, I'm saying all that to say, I know we understand the importance of wisdom. I know we understand the importance of the Word of God and how we gain wisdom from the Word of God. I want to remind us of that tonight. I want to remind us that it is available to us. Now take advantage of it. Uh, we have the Bible. We have the Word of God. This is the mind of God. We ought to take advantage of it every day. We shouldn't ever, we should, I wonder what God's thinking. Well, he wrote it down for us. He preserved it. The devil's tried to remove it, but he, it's still here. Why? Because God wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to know wisdom. And another thing to remember when it comes to the word of God, how many of you are saved tonight on your way to heaven? Good. You know that the spirit of God that dwells within you, that indwelled you at the moment of your salvation, will help you understand the Word of God. There's nothing more revealing about the condition of the individual when they attempt to, you see, hear some of these politicians, and they attempt to, for their own benefit, and, and to try and justify their own, their, their own poor decisions and their own, uh, quite frankly, wickedness and their, their decisions in misquoting Scripture. And to them, it makes sense or it doesn't make sense well, you, it can't make sense to them because they don't have the Holy Spirit to help them have the discernment. And so you and I have to be reminded that the Holy Spirit will help you know this book. We should increase in wisdom. Um, okay, I'm just going to say it real plain. We shouldn't be dumber yet today than we were yesterday when it comes to the things of God. Uh, you know, you hopefully, your kid goes to first grade and goes to second grade and third grade. They ought to be getting smarter. They ought to be learning some things. Now, I know the first and second, third grade teacher, and that's an accomplishment right there. If they just, if they're getting smart, they're learning. They're learning some things. Um, in our spiritual life, we ought to be getting wiser as well. And when we get the wisdom, there's some benefits of it. So I love teaching Bible studies like this because it reminds us there's something that I can get if I'll just get what God says I need. There's benefits to doing it God's way. There's benefits to, to pursuing wisdom in this situation. But it also, and this is what I want you to is key, it's what I want you to get. It serves as a checklist for me to apply to my own life. And if there's benefits to having a wise heart, if I apply them to my own life, if they're missing, it must mean there's some wisdom missing in my heart. So now I know that I need to apply some more of God's word to my life Therefore, the benefits will show in my life. Let me use a quick analogy uh, with the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible teaches that the, there are certain attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. If you're living by the Spirit, there's going to be fruits. So if I look at those fruits and I apply them to my life and they're missing, it means I'm not applying or I'm not living by the fruit of the, I'm not living by the Spirit or the fruit would be there. The same is true as we look tonight at the benefits of a wise heart. Let's look very, very uh, quickly into 
our text tonight, and let's look at these benefits. Uh, number one, look at me in verse number 18 and 19 again. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. This is a great verse for you and I to keep in mind anyway. If there's destruction, I want to stay away from that. God tells me that before destruction, there's a character trait or a bad character trait that we can see is pride. Be careful of pride because it precedes destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. <coughs> Verse 19, better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. The first benefit of a wise heart is humility. It's humility. Pride is bad. Pride destroys a Christian. Pride destroys marriages. Pride destroys home. Pride destroys our, our life. The Bible tells us that before a fall, there's pride there. So if I have a wise heart, you know, a benefit of that is humility. I want to keep in mind what the Bible says about me as a person. The Bible says about my own righteousness compared to God's. I want to consider what the Bible says of not leaning on my own understanding. I think we underestimate even that, even that passage of Scripture, lean not under our own understanding. Well, it makes sense to me, so therefore I'm going to do it. That, that's, how many bad decisions have been made because it made sense to us? Uh, you're up all night sick because it made sense to you to eat that extra taco too. Uh, it, it, just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's what God says is wise. And so we get to a place where it's like, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to be a Bible study. I don't need to apply those things. That's pride. And if you're not careful, the destruction is going to come, and it didn't have to because if you had applied the wisdom to your own heart by humbling yourself and saying, you know what? When the Spirit of God speaks to me, I, I need to humble myself to change this. You know, I really need to start applying this in my life. So the first benefit of a wise heart is humility. It keeps me from destruction. You know, I, I, when I was in Bible college, I, I, there was one professor, there, there was one man who seemed to almost always emphasize this. If you don't learn to humble yourself, God's going to teach you. If you don't learn to humble yourself, God's going to teach you. And it's a much easier lesson to learn when you humble yourself than when God humbles you. And I think all of us would have to be honest and say, there's been times when God's humbled us. But it's much better if we humble ourselves because it is a tougher lesson to learn when God has to humble us. So if I'm wise, I'm going to do the things that I need to do to have a wise heart that's going to keep me with humility. Number two, look at me at verse number 20. He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good. The second benefit of a wise heart is discretion. Discretion. Discretion is a word that, it's, it's something, it's a trait that is lost today. Uh, it's lost in just in general, but it's certainly lost among Christians. You don't have to say everything you're thinking. Most of the time, we're better off not saying what we're thinking. Uh, the discretion of knowing that that... That decision, that, that split-second decision I've got to make, and the speech is one, one example, but, <coughs> but the Bible talks about handle them a matter wisely. Um, you know, there's some things that you can say, there's some positions you can take, but you got to look at it, is it the wisest thing to do? 
something that has helped me, and if it, you can apply it however it might apply for you, something, the simple thing that I, that run in my mind, it's, it's the way I say it, it just help me. Is this a hill I want to die on? Now, I have hills I will die on. I, there, there, there's lines that if, if they're crossed, well, that's just the way the Lord wanted to take me home. I'm willing to die on that hill. But you look at some things that we make a, and we're like, is that really a hill I want to die on? Oh, there lies Pastor Neil. He refused to have gray walls in his house, and his wife poisoned him. Or he, he you know, it's a silly illustration, but you know, we got to have some discretion. Um, sometimes we do things to try and please other people, but we should just be focused on pleasing God. Or I'm going to do something because it will relieve the pressure in this moment, but it violates a scriptural principle, then we probably should avoid it. That discretion, that's a benefit of a wise heart, knowing what you should do in a situation you weren't prepared for. <laughs> Having discretion. Uh, number three, uh, we look also in verse number 20. He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Who wants to be happy? Well, five of us tonight, we want to be happy. The rest of you just but know we want to be happy. This world wants to be happy. People want to be happy. Christians want to be happy. We want to be happy. Well, God says, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. I don't know, Pastor. I know a lot of Christians who they, they tell me they're trusting in the Lord. They're not happy. Well, either they're lying to you or God's lying to you. And I'm just going to say it's probably them. But I tried trusting in him, and I'm just not happy. Well, God says, if you're trusting in him for everything, you get to the place in your heart. You know, that's what wisdom does. It brings, number three, dependence. Some of us are just dumb enough to know that we need God for everything. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just not so smart that I don't need God. It's a wise individual who gets to a place, I'm depending on God for everything. I'm depending on Him. And you know, what, you know what the byproduct of that is? You'll be happy. Because whatever you have is because you know it's what God wants you to have. Or if you don't have it, it's because God doesn't want you to have it. But regardless, it's up to God to give it to me. It's up to God to take it away. It's up to God to provide for me. I'm, yes, I'm going to go to work, and yes, I'm going to do the best I can, and yes, I'm going to provide, but I'm depending on God to give me the strength. I'm depending on God to give me the wisdom. I'm depending on God to, to keep me employed. I'm depending on God to do all of those things, and you can be happy. How stressed has most of our nation been the last two years? All of us have felt it. But one good thing, and I'm glad that we can feel this way, is that no matter what, God is in control. And, and I'll just I'll, I'll I'll use the political illustration if you'll permit me tonight. I didn't vote for our current president. Matter of fact, I don't think that many people did. To just be completely honest with you. But you know what we as Save people had to get to a place. Are we depending on Washington, D.C. to take care of us, or are we depending on God? 
I, I feel a lot better as an American if our previous president was still our president. Right? I feel a lot better as an American if Donald Duck was our president. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm making is my happiness is not dependent on if it's a if it's a if it's a Republican Congress or a Democratic Congress. Now I may have less money in my pocket if it's a Democratic Congress. We may have to deal with some situations. I mean, the gas pump. Every, I mean, you could talk about all you want, but ultimately, I can still be happy because it's wise to depend on God. It's wise to trust Him. And the Bible t- talks about how it can rain on this world, but, but, but it, in the life of a Christian, everything, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, everything in the Christian's life is taken care of because it doesn't matter what the, what's going on. God is more than capable of taking care of His own. And we have a wise heart. We just are dependent. I like to be independent in my thinking. You know, especially, you know, it, I, since I've already brought up politics, it's like the, the, the left isn't telling me how to think, but the far right's not telling me how to think either. I'm going to think for myself. I, it's, it's good to be independent. Young men, young ladies, grow and be independent. Don't make mom and dad take care of you when you're 35. Be independent. Well, 25 either, for that matter. I mean, 15, y'all just get out of here. I mean, whatever. Um, don't. Be, I want you to be, you ought to have some independence about you. But I have found the more dependent I am on God, the more independent I can be. Because I am just depending on Him. Depending on Him. Um, that's a wise heart. I'm, I'm, I grew up, I'm thankful that when I was growing up in my home, I could depend on my mom and dad. Give me a hard time, but I could depend on them. I could depend on them. It's a wonderful thing. Parents offer security to your children. If 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 it's tight financially, don't let your kids know about it. If if there's issues, don't don't discuss them in front of them. Give them security. Give them. They can depend on mom and dad. Uh, as a child, depend on my mom and dad. As a pre- pastor, there's many of you I depend on to help me do that. I depend on all of us to do the work. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm depending on God. There's, that's a wise thing to do. I've been at my job for my company's taking care of me for 30 years. Do you realize that that company could be gone tomorrow? Or, hey, we've done away with your position. Thanks for 30 years of serving us. Here's a, here's a nice plaque to say, have a nice life. That happens. Many of you are laughing. I guess it happened to you. By the way, there's a couple of employees I need to see tomorrow. Uh, anyway, um, no, it, 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 so who am I depending on? I'm depending on God. That's a wise heart. Happiness comes from it. Number four. Look at me at verse number 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. <laughs> that word prudent is used a lot in the book of Proverbs. Let me give you the number four, and I'll talk about the word prudent. We use that word prudent. Uh, the benefit of a wise heart is cautious. The word prudent means circumspect, curious, slow to move, measured. 
the prudent heart, the prudent one, the cautious one, is suspicious of everything this world offers. Um, sometimes they say, well, the Christians are the last to get on board. That's okay. Because quite frankly, this world introduces some stuff that Christians shouldn't be on board with. And you know me well enough to know I'm not, you know, we have electricity, you know. It's, it's we, 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 you know, we, we believe in, you know, we believe in technology, you know, things of that nature. But the point I'm saying is, as a child of God, it's wise to be prudent. And how, we could all say in some regard, well, I got burned on that one. And I, they promised me I'd be a millionaire in 48 hours. I got burned on that one. Um, well, having a wise heart, following God's plan, keeps us from moving too quickly on things that we that haven't we haven't proven. We haven't um, seen the results, the end of it. It's the help to define this. It's the opposite of impulsive. Christian, be very careful about being impulsive. Impulsive in your thoughts, impulsive in your action, impulsive in your decisions. Be very, very careful of that. Why? Because our emotions betray us. Um, we, we must gather all the... Then we must trust God if we're dependent on God. A wise heart says, you know, I can't trust my emotions. I can trust the principles that I'm going to live by. You say, well, Pastor, if you do that, we might be late to some things. I'd rather be late to certain things than early to different ones. There's times that I, I, I remember when, when my father was pastor, or certainly him, and that I remember now there's certain things I'm like, I need to just give a little warning about this because it seems to be trending, and I think I know where it's going to go, and it's not where we, we're going to be surprised when we get there. And so, so you'll throw that out, and sometimes, well, I just, well, you got to be very careful. You ought to be suspicious. I've had parents come to me through the years. There's a situation that I just, I can't put my finger on it. I, there's nothing in the Bible that, that, that it goes against. I'm just, I'm just not comfortable. What do you think? I said, that's reason enough. But I can't explain why I'm not comfortable. You don't have to explain. Sometimes the Spirit of God just says, hold up there. We've got to learn to say, if I'm not, as a, especially in this world today, parents, if you're, if you're not comfortable with something, it's okay. You don't have to explain it to your kids. You don't have to explain it to your neighbors. You don't have to explain it to another church family. If you're not comfortable with something that deals with your kids, by all means, put a, put a stop sign up or put a yellow light for a delay. There's, there have been times, and I've been so thankful that I've said, you know, I'm just not comfortable with that. We're not going to do that. And then it turns out, I was like, well, I'm sure I'm glad that we didn't do that. There are times I said, I'm not sure, so we're just not going to do it now. And, or we're going to watch and see how that all plays out. Because you have to be suspicious of what this world offers. You have to be suspicious. There's nothing wrong with that. And be slow. Be cautious. Don't be impulsive. That's a, that's a wise heart. Number five. We're almost done. Only 12 more to go. Verse 22. Under... You need me to add any more, Nathan? You good? Okay, all right. Number number five is helpful. Look at verse twenty-two. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. 
This is a wonderful attribute of a Christian. This is a helpful. Don't we want to be helpful to our fellow man? Don't we want to be helpful to those that live in our home? Helpful to those that we're around? What does the Bible say when understanding is a wellspring of life unto them? And why someone with a wise heart a benefit is you're helpful. It is a frustrating thing. Ladies, let me remind you, help you, you don't, you don't understand men. That's a two-way street right there. Um, it's a man's supposed to be able to fix it. We're supposed to be helpful. And if there's a situation that we can't, it, it's frustrating. Um, sometimes it's good advice just to let him fix it and break it and buy a new one, just, just so he doesn't get frustrated. I mean, that's, you know, just, well, we're going to have to go buy another one of those, whatever. Um, what I mean by this is as a Christian, I want to be able to help the people around me. I want to be, sometimes we say it like this, I want to be a blessing. Don't you want to be a blessing? Don't you want to be a help? Don't you want to be able to encourage those around you? So what does it mean? Understanding is a wellspring of life. Notice that word wellspring. A spring, <coughs> we have a lot of them, natural springs in Florida. It never dries up. It's just always flowing. Always flowing. You can take, take water out. You can, you can make a, uh, a river out of it. It's always, it's, we say it's spring fed, fed. It's always flowing. When it comes to a Christian, that wellspring means we have, I'm not talking about understanding, understanding is gained by wisdom. It's a wellspring, it's something that we can, we're always a source of help, understanding, we have always have a benefit to offer in any situation. Have you ever thought about somebody saying, you know, I can go ask them because I know no matter, they're going to tell me the right thing. I hope you think that way of your pastor. Uh, children should feel that way about their parents. Uh, a, a Sunday school teacher, whatever, a, 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 a friend, a, a brother or sister in Christ. I, I, I know they have some wisdom always because we are plugged into the things of God. We have some, it's It's flowing. And we always have some benefit to offer. We ought to, we ought to be reminded of the importance of being the right kind of encouragement to those around us, help to those around us. We ought to be an encourager, not a discourager. There's some, if we, if we were honest, we'd say, Pastor, I just... You know, sometimes say, I feel called to this, whatever God, God speaks to you about. And some of their honors, they say, I feel called to the ministry of discouragement. So what does that look like? Well, every Sunday, I'm just going to pick up two buckets of cold water out there, and I'm going to bring them in the church with me. Whenever somebody's excited or encouraged, I'm just going to dump water on there. I, I'm called to the ministry of discouragement. That's not what we want. We want to be part of the ministry of encouragement. Uh, sometimes... Somebody come to me and say, Pastor, I need help in a situation, counsel in a situation. What do you think about the situation? And I don't have an answer. I say, well, Pastor, doesn't that mean that, does that mean your well's dried up? No, because I'm at least wise enough to say, let's see what God has to say about it. Let's, let's pray about this. Or here's a principle. Does this principle apply? Sometimes having the right answer is just knowing who has the answer. And we know that the Word of God has the answer, so we want to be helpful. We want to be that spring of, of understanding 
What is the understanding, knowing what God has said? Mom and Dad, let me help you again. A lot of this, I guess, is just geared towards parents tonight. But this is good for us to be reminded of. You ought to be a source to your children of what God has said. Let me say that again. You ought to be a source to your children of what God has said. Uh, you, you ought to, you ought, they say, well, well, and this is, this is a challenge. This is a challenge. And let me remind some of you, some of you who've reared your children, they've grown up in the church. You know this to be true. They're going to get taught the Bible in Sunday school. Your three-year-old child is going to come home and they're going to have been taught the Bible. If they go to the Christian school, they're getting taught the Bible. They're getting taught character. They're getting taught things. They have a Bible every day. They have scripture they have to memorize every and, and, and give, especially, I, I don't know what grade that starts, but I imagine it starts pretty young. I remember when I was in K-4, the little, they still have little cards with the A, and here's my A verse, and here's my B verse, and here's my C verse, and, and all of that. So that we're teaching them the scripture. I'm saying all that to say, you can't, you can't go a week because they're not going a week. So you've got to be a source to them, they ought to be able to go to mom and dad and get some understanding. Well, if you have a, a place of responsibility in the ministry of the church, you have a responsibility to be a source. Uh, <coughs> it's something that we ought to be <coughs> willing to have a wise heart. We get that from the understanding, from wisdom, to be a wellspring. Number six, this is the last one. And again, I want to use these, and if you're, if you're taking notes or you, you remember this list, it's something that we ought to be able to apply to our life and say, let this be a litmus of whether or not my heart is as wise as it should be. Are these attributes in my life, or maybe four out of the six I can say, if I'm honest, I, there, there, there's a couple of missing. Then we know that we need, to, we need to get more wisdom. And where do we get it? We get it from the Word of God. Uh, the last one, number six, is gracious. Verse 23 the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Look at verse 23. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Um, I said it earlier, not everything that should pops in our head ought to come out of our mouth. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth or is in control of his mouth. Scripture also talks about a bridle on the tongue. I don't know if you've ever done this. You've ever said something, and before you realize that you see those words, and you're trying to catch them. Um, wisdom is a good instructor when it comes to the heart of the wise. I've already used a couple of illustrations concerning the political climate. You see the arguments or the nothing to see here or this is really okay that we're trying to be told that certain things are okay in our world that are just nonsense if they're not against the bible they're just they're just they're just dumb um there's a motive behind all of it um, let me remind you that satan's in charge he's the prince and the power of the air until jesus returns this is his domain. He's, he's, he's calling the shots. He's setting things, and the Lord's allowing things to be set up because Jesus is going to come back. But in the midst of all of this, you know, it's, it, I sit and I look at some of these things that are changing, and you, you know that I like to read history. I, call, I consider myself a student of history. I'm not an expert. 
but I think I know more than the average person when it comes to American history. I'm looking at this and I'm like, if that's not the dumbest explanation I've ever heard, it's close. Or I'm thinking to myself, if our founding fathers could be resurrected, if they could be resurrected, you guys would be hanging in the public square. I'm sitting there thinking that, and there's a lot of things that I could say, and I'm kind of going contrary to what I'm about to say. We can be gracious. Um, I, I want to, I have to be, remind myself that God has me still, on this, still here on this earth to preach the gospel, to try and win the lost. And, you know, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to go out, knock on some doors, go make a visit, and I go in, and I'll use an old illustration. I'm like, well, they got a Hillary bumper sticker. Well, bless God, they deserve to go. That's not gracious. Anybody ever been rude to you? I'm pretty witty. Um, but sometimes being witty and gracious don't go together. I'm fairly quick on my feet. Um, the point I'm trying to make is we need to be appropriate with our speech. Who's our standard? Jesus. Boy, there's a lot of bad things said to Jesus. How did he respond? I know what some of you are thinking. I'm not Jesus. I know, but he, he's, he's who we're supposed to be trying to be like. He's the example. We sh it's wise to be gracious. Anybody, I, I look, and there's situations, I think back, and just using myself as a personal illustration, I think back, into situations where I think people were wrong in their position and I gave a little bit of grace and some time came and now they're a friend and if I had said what I had a right to say or took a position I had a right to take instead of having a wise heart in that situation and being gracious now a blessing I'm a, that, that I've I received a, a benefit of blessings I wouldn't receive because we're to let our heart teach our mouth, add learning to his lips, pleasant words, whereas honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Are your words gracious? Or are they sweet? Are your actions gracious? Well, I'll treat them just like they treat me. Well, a wise heart might help us respond a little bit differently. Should we have a wise heart? Yes or no? Yes. Why? Because God wants us to have a wise heart. He tells us there's understanding. He tells us there's wisdom. We ought to be seeking it. It's in the Word of God. Aren't you thankful God doesn't just say, have, a, have wisdom, but He also gives us the source of wisdom? Okay, if we're to have a wise heart, I want us to be reminded there's some benefits. If I have humility, then I, I'm further away from that destruction. I'm further away from that destruction. But I want you, real quick, before I, I close in prayer, these benefits that I mentioned tonight, they benefit us. But who receives the greatest benefit from them? People who are around us. When we have a wise heart, it reflects and it benefits us, but it benefits the people around us. Uh, I want the people around me to benefit 
because I'm doing what I should do, because I'm seeking the source of wisdom, because I want to have a wise heart. <coughs> Easy thing to do. As you read your Bible every day, read a Proverbs a day. Notice the word wise, circle it. The word wisdom, circle it. Take a moment. Don't just read speed, read through so I can check that box. Okay, what is the what what wisdom can I add to my life today? What wisdom can I plant in my heart today? Do what the kids do what the kids are required to do and then memorize those verses. Once you go through, say, All right, I'm gonna memorize these verses on wisdom and pick one out and jot it down. Or you know, put it somewhere where you'll see it. Throw it in your refrigerator. Put it on your TV, whatever. And memorize. So let's add wisdom. Uh, when it comes to the life of a Christian, we shouldn't have a heart of folly. We have a, or have a, a heart of wisdom. Uh, and, and may the benefits benefit us, but may it benefit uh, those around us, our, our loved ones, our family, our, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our fellow men. Uh, they benefit when we have wisdom. Father, help us to have a wise heart.